When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. gentlemen philadelphia stand up because it is a union match day ladies and gentlemen we got Concacaf champions cup match day we got some new kits we got some scarves we have our brand new sponsor we got a shout out real quick welcome to uh the family the Coors Light family sponsor of phly union welcome to the podcast phly union pod i am jp sapata join as always with the lovely renee washington Hey, we are finally here. I'm excited. Listen, we've got our kits on because it is game day, the first game of 2024. As you mentioned, shout out to our new sponsors, Coors Light, the new official beer of PHLY Union. Uh, Coors Light beer is part of the Molson Coors family of beers, the official beer of PHLY in all city. Happy yeah. to have them on board. Some, Especially this time of year, I feel like as we're talking games, yeah. soccer games, baseball, you know, the weather is getting nice. You mm-hmm. want to crack open a nice beer and relax. Yeah. But I'm thrilled. Will, first one in the chat today. <laughs> you are filling up the, the chat. Uh, happy it. to have you here, buddy. I know you were excited even back on the Philly show for our union show because it is game day, JP. Yes. The moment we've been waiting for. This offseason was quick, though. We didn't have to wait that long, but we're here. And it's exciting because it's finally time for us to see what this team's looking like, how they're going to run it back, and what 2024 is going to hold. I, yeah. I'm like, I'm nervous. I feel like it's you go into it with this excitement. There's so much unknown, I know. and uh, then then we just have to sit and wait and hope that it's going to be a year that we're not depressed <laughs> and upset and frustrated. Not 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 to carry <laughs> I'm off. Excited. Of, not to carry off of last year's complaints, um, but because of the fact that we've had fluctuations with season ends, season mm. beginnings, we don't know exactly what to expect as far as a time frame with our off season. So this one did feel like it took like literal week, literally a week. But uh, we are back. It's an exciting one. Champions Cup, our, our RIP to Champions League. Now it is the Champions Cup. We're going to have to get used to that. Yeah. But it is always interesting, Renee, because as an MLS team, you're going into these. You don't know what to expect. You had a bunch mm-hmm. of preseason games. You saw some interesting matches with Cincinnati, New England to end it. But you're never going to be really fully prepared for this because the you're going to find out tonight late as well. We're all going to be we're at to stay up, get your coffee and get your cores laid in, whatever you got, because 10 o'clock tonight. So the union also have to go through that as well. And in a hostile environment, it's not going to be like 21 where COVID was it was a factor here. But the fact that we have soccer, we have monumental soccer. This is Champions Cup. Comcap Champions Cup. It's ex- it's exciting. There's no easing in. No. That's for sure. I'm excited because we'll have Eddie Mendez, who does a good job of uh, all things soccer coverage. He'll be joining us yeah. later. He's making the rounds around all uh, union podcasts, it seems like, to share about the matchup. You're going against Saprisa, Deportiva Saprisa, who's played games. They're in the middle of their season versus the union who are just getting started. This is where, for the soccer schedule, it's so wonky because – 
name another sport where that happens where you're playing a team in meaningful games i mean this is the first leg and as mm -hmm. jim Curtin mentioned and we'll talk more about his comments you know, the, the the overall aggregate cannot be won in the first leg, but it can be lost in the first leg. And so you want to make sure you're starting out season 15 for the union on the right foot, thrown right into pressure. There's no easing in. There's no, like some sports you get kind of those preseason-esque games where like it's the official start of the season, but you're still taking your time working in. No, no, not for the union. They're just jumping right in, full steam ahead, right into the, out of the pan, into the fire. Um, but I think the good thing about it, this team did run it back. Yeah. And in this, in this type of a situation, that's actually one of the benefits. There's not a lot of new. The starting right. 11, all returners, you're not having to worry about really, you know, bringing in big name rookies or big name <laughs> players in general, trying to figure out their way. Nope. This is the same group, and they can kind of just pick up where they left off, hopefully, and pick up in a positive way and keep it rolling. That's a big, that's a big piece right there because not only were they used to th this tournament last year, but mm -hmm. a lot of these guys were also part of that 21 team as exactly. well. So a lot of valuable experience is going to go down there to San Jose, Costa Rica here, but. It's a tough one. Jim always talks about these type of situations. And I know last year we really weren't in an aggregate situation because we really weren't in an Open Cup and, yeah. and Champions League went up. But for those who don't remember, this is two legs. So pretty much if you win tonight, which, yes, an away goal would help, uh, it's a brand new ball game when you come back to Chester next week. So this, is, this has to be treated like a 180-minute game, not a 90-minute game. And, of course, you're going to see a lot of uh, substitutions, a lot of rotation. Obviously, you have a match this Saturday as well. Mm -hmm. So strategy is going to be so important here for Philly in this first matchup. But the away goals is the key. Even if you draw, hey, even if you lose 2-1, you got that away goal. It's a good situation coming yeah. back to Costa Rica. So there's a lot of different scenarios that can play out here tonight. But you want to set yourself up well to come back here in Chester next Tuesday and get the job done and move on to the exactly, next round. Exactly, exactly. Uh, just one of three MLS teams that are playing tonight in CONCACAF Champions Cup action. St. Louis City is hosting uh, Houston at 8 p.m. And then, of course, the Union going to get up against Aprisa. The hard part is that this is a game that's not easy to watch. And that's where I know we, we've had even on our show, and well, I can't remember your level of soccer fandom, but we've had such a variety of people that have even come into our show and watched that are some of them newer, some of them, you know, learning the game. This is where it is a disservice to the, to the game, to the players, to the team, that it's game one. We should be excited. I know Tyler and I were talking about it beforehand of like, where is it that we're watching again? You know, like there used to be a time you could just watch on, on the union's website or watch, you know, on local TV. And I un understand the Apple TV deal changed that for the MLS games, but even for international games, it's not as easy to find and watch. So yeah. exciting. But, you know, I hope this season more than ever, as I know people have been talking in our Discord channel and shout out to everyone that's a, a diehard in our Discord channel. Yeah. You guys can become one too. Be a PHLY Discord, uh, diehard and be a part of the Discord and our events and everything we've got going on. Because we were talking about the same thing. Like, wait a minute, where I got to get the MLS season pass again. I got to get set. You know, I have to get myself ready so I can watch games and 10 o'clock games this is the first but there's going to be a lot of late games this season yeah. i was looking ahead at the schedule a lot of saturday nights sundays um the couple of weeknight games you have still fluctuate it's seven o'clock eight o'clock ten o'clock because it depends on what coast you're playing on what time zone you're playing on but it's the beginning so hopefully this is the year that for many people and we can help make that even easier for you to connect with the team get the excitement that you you know 
come on in, get all the information, and let's enjoy this ride together because it's going to be a bumpy one. It's yeah. going to be a long one. It's only February. We've got a lot of soccer ahead of us, JP. So I know a lot of people forgot what a TV guide looks like, Renee, but I actually have my TV guide from YouTube TV. So I love that. Not a lot of people have Fox Sports 2, which is maybe I, difficult. FS2. FS2 is where both matches will be. <laughs> St. Louis City, Houston at 8 o'clock. That coverage starts at 4. You get 4 minutes of pregame show. Ooh, wow. Don't get too crazy, guys. And then, uh, minutes. and then at 9.56, the pregame coverage starts for the Union versus Saprissa. So if you do have FS2 on your, on your whatever you have as a subscriber, uh, that's where they will be. But I'm in agreement with you. Uh, the Apple TV one is tough because although I do believe that a lot of the other professional American leagues will go, so like the NFL, NBA, NHL, I think they're all going to go towards that. It's just we're not there yet. Yeah. Like the other leagues are not there yet. And so you're asking for fans of a league that's not the biggest or not even the top three biggest in this country mm -hmm. to subscribe to a whole nother different a whole platform. Other platform. So it does does make it a little bit difficult, but at least for these Champions Cup games, you will have it on, usually they're on Fox Sports. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, JP, I know that being said, we have been able to hear from Julian Carranza. Jim Curtin spoke. Uh, of course, we've been getting closer and closer to game time. As you mentioned, that late game time, 10 p.m. tonight, it all goes down at El Estadio Ricardo Saprisa Aima. Is that how you hey, say Aima? I'm I gonna... think so. You did, you did good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank but you. I don't question your um, accent here. Thank you. Uh, I've been working on it. I'm just trying to make sure I'm <laughs> tapping into everything that I've learned. So uh, coming into this game, obviously, there's a lot of questions around the team's fitness, how ready they are, how the team's looking. The starting the starting eleven is probably one of the areas that are the least that we have to question because it's the same group. They're coming right back. I do have um, a question. You do have a question about the starting I, eleven. I do actually. What's your question? Who's in goal? No. <laughs> oh, sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, we're we're, we're gonna get uh, our boy Oliver there. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm Zemla. playing goal, we're guys. I'm playing goal. We're gonna get Zemla there. I'm no. gonna fly down really quickly I'm, and play goal. I'm curious because Uwa just showed up. We all know that Ooh, his fitness is always uh, somewhat of a question. Chris Donovan, always, always in good shape. Chris Donovan's uh, physical fitness never is one in question. Okay. I would be interested if Jim does decide to roll with Chris Don. I think the starting 11 will be what everyone expects it, except I could see Ua coming off the bench, Chris Donovan using those fresh legs, those young legs for 60 minutes. That's something I definitely could see because I thought the same thing. I was like, mm -hmm. all right, we got everything back. It's the first match of the year. We're probably going to get the start 11. But that's one that I would definitely keep an eye out, seeing if Jim decides to roll. And it seems like Chris goes in for Uwa, and then Quinn typically goes in for Carranza. Also, okay. we'll have to keep an eye out for that because Jim also did allude to more Quinn in the midfield. But mm -hmm. that is definitely something I would definitely keep so an eye out for. So you have 4-4-2. Four, four, I think it's going to go diamond. Right. Midfield diamond with then Julian and... Chris up top. Yeah. And JC front too. Okay. Okay. So I don't think that's a bad idea because as you mentioned, Uwa did just come in. The last friendly was, you know, he's, we saw him score the second to last friendly. Well, we didn't see it actually. We reread it. Um, <laughs> we, and then, scrolled. <laughs> we scrolled and saw he scored. Um, and then the last game he got some minutes in. So he's, he is behind everybody, of course, because of the uh, timeline of just him getting his green card and everything situated. I don't know because I always I always go back to it's an official game. Like this isn't we're not talking about practice. We're talking about a game. <laughs> we're not talking about preseason friendlies. We're talking about a game. But it is still just the first leg. And knowing Jim Curtin, I could see him doing something similar to that of not just throwing 
you know, throwing Ua in there, but instead giving Chris the opportunity to start and then allowing Ua to come in. But then uh, I know there were also some questions about the midfield, what that diamond's going to look like. Is it going to be, you know, Jose's, you know, sitting in. You've got Jack. Obviously, uh, Jesus Bueno should start. Is that... It's not Ali. Is it Quinn? Who is, I mean, Daniel Gazdag, of course, obviously. Um, is it Jesus? Is it Quinn? Is it Ali? You know, what's that fourth person look like? But I'm excited to see it. And I'm excited to also have a chance to just see what the team looks like and how the rotation's going. Yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I think Jesus would be the option there on that right-hand side. Obviously, that's not set in stone. That's the kid that also has to solidify his role here. But depending on because of what we saw last year and because what you see in the depth chart, that's mm -hmm. one you're going to expect this to happen here. But now I'm, I'm intrigued and we're going to find out soon in a little bit when we have our guests on. But um, I think that in this matchup, I think this is going to bode well for the union because you have a Saprisa team who does like to possess a lot and they have some good quality attacking pieces and that typically feeds into the union's trap. The union wants, they don't want the ball. It's, it's, right. it's ironic how we always talk about that. They don't want the ball. Um, and of course, they they want they want to put you into some tough spots as well. So definitely expect that counterattacking as well. And one thing you can also expect here, ladies and gentlemen, is nice. our new dear sponsors. Look at this, guys. Coors Light, <laughs> guys. Of course, we are getting into soccer season. I don't know about you guys, but I do like my craft beer. But sometimes it just gets a little bit too much, especially with the hot hot summer days. So that's why I like to enjoy a nice cold cold make sure it's cold make sure you got that blue on that can as well make sure you got that blue Coors Light there as well this is the perfect beer to drink during game time especially when you got that cold especially we got the bucket here enjoy it with your friends and family take it down to Subaru Park for that beautiful tailgate maybe hang out with Sons of Ben so definitely check it out as well um, th thank you again to our sponsor here of to Coors Light and when you choose to, to, ri to rise above it all choose chill choose Coors Light get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash P-H-L-Y soccer. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again to Coors Light. Can't and wait to enjoy it this year. Maybe you want to take that Coors Light to celebrate buying a new house or Ooh. refinancing your house. Because over at Mortgage CS, which stands for Mortgage Concierge Service, they are here to help you every step of the way. 24-7 access to them. You can text, email, call, reach out. Their CEO, Ben, has even provided his phone number at 267-391-7425. You can reach out via email, ben at mortgagecs.com. At Mortgage CS, they want to make sure that when you hear the word mortgage, you think of Ben and Alec. You think of mortgage concierge service. You think of the White Glove service located here in Philly. They are licensed coast to coast. Various states they're working with from out west in California to Colorado to down south in Florida, Virginia, South Carolina, and then locally in our area, New Jersey, Maryland, Delaware, Pennsylvania. So with Mortgage CS, they do a really good job, and especially with the spring purchase market picking up quickly, there are a lot of clients, whether you're first-time buyers or you're trying to buy that second home, that are ready, but they're, they don't know how the process works best. So the Mortgage Deals will help make sure you're ready when prices, when rates do drop. They want to make sure that you're prepared. They want to make sure that you have 
access to answer any questions you may have, and that you can also stand out to make the strongest offers possible. So over at Mortgage CS is an independent mortgage broker. They help you get ultra competitive rates. They educate and empower you, and they can also help with refinancing options. That's right, including rate and term refinances for a rate payment reduction, cash out refinances, options, options, options. So head on over to mortgagecs.com slash P-H-O-Y to get started today. And this advertisement is not a commitment to lend or extend credit. Mortgage CS is an equal housing opportunity mortgage broker. All loans are subject to credit approval. Certain restrictions may apply and the company NMLS ID number 1464766. You can visit mortgagecs.com for more information, guys. Yeah, yay. all right that being said because we are getting closer and closer to game time uh we still have dinner to wait for you still got a little you still got some time but as we get closer we figured it's a great chance to bring in someone who's working and to cover Deportiva Saprisa. Now, we have the insight on the union, but we don't know what's fully going on behind the scenes down in Costa Rica. So excited to be able to have JP. Uh, thanks for being able to coordinate this. Eddie Mendez, who's making the, the, it feels like a tour. You're going from union show to union show. I've been seeing you talking about this matchup. Excited to have you on here. What are your first thoughts about this matchup that has, that's uh, for leg one especially, people should keep an eye on, Saprisa versus the union. Well, first, thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, apologies for my voice. Uh, I spent the weekend coaching in Florida in the rain, so I'm pretty much coming down with something right now. Um, so if you have difficulty hearing me, I apologize. Uh, for this matchup, you know, honestly, I, I'm really excited to see uh, what our coaches end up was going to end up doing tactically. You know, throughout the season, we pretty much play a 4-3-3 style, which is pretty easy to deploy in Costa Rica, especially when you have the talent that we have. Uh, but obviously now going against a team like the Union, uh, and I heard you guys talking a little bit that you expect it to be a four-diamond two. I know that system very well. That system is designed to destroy the 4-3-3, uh, especially if you want to keep the ball. So uh, me personally, uh, looking at the personnel that we have and Kendall Watson being out, I want to see how they're going to deploy Fidel Escobar and whether they're going to keep him in midfield as a six or if they're going to drop him in the back line. And then is that back line going to be a back three? Because personally, when I think about it tactically in the matchup, uh, the union system, if there was one formation that I was to pick that would cause it the most problems, it's going to be a 3-4-3. I just think the gap assignments uh, make it a little bit more difficult to deal with. Uh, You can't really man mark in certain areas of the field that you want to, especially like you could against the 4-3-3. So, you know, a 3-4-3 is perfect, and then you can drop into a 5-4-1 low block, and then you you can look to counter and and, and try to hit them in transition from there. So, you know, for me, the most interesting part is going to be at 9 o'clock when I see those lineups because I want to see, are the Union going to come out in that four-diamond two? Uh, Is Saprisa going to stick to the 4-3-3? Is Vladimir going to be, you know, a little bit more pragmatic? And and is he going to be smart tactically and, and try and, you know, cover his weaknesses a little bit? and cause the union a little bit more problems to deal with tactically. Absolutely. Eddie, it's so good seeing you, my man. It's been so long since we last talked, brother, and a <laughs> lot of things have changed. It's kind of what I would talk about. So for a lot of union fans, they remember Saprisa back in 2021. Mm-hmm. A lot has changed. You guys have had some success success as well since then. For the union fans who haven't watched Saprisa since then, what has been the main differences with Saprisa now in 24? Yeah, so the last time we talked, uh, Saprisa was really... In, in a downward trajectory, I would say uh, Alajuelense was spending money, picking up Brian Ruiz. 
Uh, they only got one title out of it, and and Saprisa, you know, were kind of bouncing managers left and right because they they just couldn't put together a string of results. But when I look back at that starting lineup from a few years ago, I I laugh at some of the names that started in that game. Like I look at a guy like Jordy Evans, uh, who's a right wing back now for Santos de Guapiles, and I don't rate him at like at all. Uh, you know, that that's a guy that start. A player like Jimmy Marin that for whatever reason wasn't playing uh, our best player at the time. He eventually gets sold on to, to Russia, a terrible move, but he gets sold on to Russia. And this is a guy that was on the bench. You know, Ricardo Blanco was out there as, as, a, as a right back. Um, just names that had no business being on a team the size and the stature of Saprissa. So the biggest thing that happened was about three transfer windows ago where they put together what I what I called at the time uh, the best transfer window that I'd ever seen in Costa Rica. It was a collection of signings where they picked up essentially four key pieces, four core pieces to their unit, uh, which was Javon East, uh, Luis Paradela, they, uh, Pablo Arbuen. They, they basically took all of Santos de Huapiles, uh, which was uh, you know a pretty good contending team back at that time. They just ripped their core completely off. Uh, they picked up Houston Salas from Municipal Grecia. Houston Salas actually left us this season to go to Australia. But they put together what was uh, the best transfer window I had ever seen. And it culminated in a three-peat. And right now, you know, you add a few more pieces, uh, like Luis Diaz. Uh, they picked up this kid, Eduardo Anderson, that won't be available. But the biggest difference is this is the most quality that I've seen from a Saprissa team in a long time. And uh, I think if, if Union fans, you know, if you haven't been paying attention to Saprissa, you should expect a very different opponent in front of you tonight. Mm, well, that's te that's terrifying um, because also you're already in season shape and have games under your belt for Saprissa versus the Union, who obviously this is their first game of 2024. You've mentioned some of the names to keep an eye on. Um, curious to know who are your your top two or three because as you mentioned, it's been a lot of personnel that's new to Saprissa versus previous years, which has definitely increased the talent level, their success, you know, the goals, their production that they're getting. Names to keep an eye on for those that haven't been paying attention. Who are those guys for you for Saprissa? Yeah, the, the biggest one is going to be Mariano Torres. Uh, he's an older midfielder, Argentinian. Not a lot of pace, but in terms of vision, technique, and being able to, to break teams down or hit somebody in transition, he's been the best player, hands down, uh, in Costa Rica for the last two years. He's had the highest grade. Um, in, in terms of my analysis, uh, the way that I analyze all the games, he's had the highest grade of any player in like three of the last four seasons. The only reason he wasn't the MVP last year was because he was injured for, for most of the season. But he came back uh, towards the end of last season. And when you paired him next to Fidel Escobar in midfield, it became a, a midfield unit that no team in Costa Rica was able to, to handle. So, you know, Mariano Torres is, is easily the, the most uh, important player that you should keep an eye on. Uh, the other one is, is going to be Fidel Escobar, which some of you uh, in, in MLS circles are, are familiar with. But I, I think for me, it's it's more going to be what we see from Fidel, where he's going to play. Towards the end of last season, uh, you know, David Guzman goes out. There's not that much depth uh, at the six. So they moved Fidel towards the end of the season at, at the six. And his skill set, you know, he, he's, he has that center back skill set. But his passing spectrum and his ability to hit a long diagonal uh, and spark transitions is, is one of the top qualities that he has. So, you know, do, do they deploy him as a six, which means a back four, which I hope not, or do they drop him into that back line uh, as more of a sweeping center back in a back three, or is he just going to be Pablo Arbuen's partner? I think 
how he's utilized will ultimately determine how successful Saprissa is going to be. So, uh, like I said, I'm very curious how we how we see those lineups uh, around nine o'clock and, and how Vladimir decides to deploy them tactically. Yeah. Okay. Eddie, I wanted to ask you because I was listening a little bit to um, your manager's press conference. What is the perspective of Costa Rica and I guess Saprissa fans towards the MLS or the union in general? Look, I, I think I think the the union, you know. From, from a Costa Rican standpoint, we know there's a lot of quality there. Uh, we we know that this is not going to be an easy game. Uh, you know, the, the fan base, for the most part, they, because of what's happened the last few years, the, I think the expectations are low. You know, that there's no, there's no way around it where Costa Rica has had embarrassing results in CCL, and that's not just Saprissa, that's, that's across the board. So, you know, going into a tournament like this and you get drawn with a team like, uh, like the union, you, your your expectations are not that high. But then you see what Heredia did against Toluca, and you look at Saprissa and be well, we're the big dogs of Costa Rica. If they can do it in Mexico, you better be able to do it at home. And I think that kind of changed the tone a little bit uh, with the roster that we put together, uh, with what some of our you know counterparts in the, in the country have been able to accomplish. I think that kind of raised the expectations a little bit going into tonight where you know, even myself, I'm kind of talking myself into it little by little. Um, and, and I think that that's a, a big change that I wouldn't have said last year just because of how, you know, how poor our form has been as a country in the competition. Yeah, I'm curious to know, because looking at recent results, Saprissa has won three of the last four games. They went winless the three games prior. Of course, at home in general, have lost just once. I saw dating back to August. Uh, what changed, though, in the last stretch of games compared to the ones prior that has had them finding themselves on the right side of results? Yeah, I think the biggest one is, is you're missing Kendall Austin. Uh, and Kendall Austin, from, from what I hear, is not going to be available today. Uh, the expectation is that he'll be available for the second leg. So, you know, you you miss what is the the best center back in the country. That's going to impact you because now you're relying on, you know, a young kid like Douglas Cicada, who, you know, God bless his soul, he's not ready for that level. He's not ready for that spotlight. Uh, so, you know, you have to rely on different pieces. And I think the other part is, you know, the, the schedule in Costa Rica is very congested. You're not playing uh, a small amount of games. A lot of it is every three days. And when you go for a three-peat, you're playing more games than anybody else in the country. So a lot of those core pieces, you know, you're getting tired legs a little bit. You're three championships in. How much does the regular season matter? Can we get to the playoffs, switching on kind of thing? Uh, so I think the rotational stuff, I think, uh, you know, the, the tired legs, it, it kind of plays a part. But I, I think ultimately the expectation is that when they get to full strength and they start to close up towards – the end of the season, they'll they'll be right there in, in competition. But for tonight, uh, I I think not having Kendall Watson is going to be uh, a bigger a bigger piece that we need to solve. And that always goes back to my point about where we deploy Fidel for uh, in the lineup. Yeah, Eddie, I want to go back to a point you were talking about earlier on. Obviously, a lot of people know how the Union like to play. It's very physical. They like to create some turnovers. Obviously, you are a team that likes to hold on to the ball and and create with that possession there. How do you expect Saprissa to kind of neutralize the way the Union like to play? Yeah, I mean, first things first is don't build from the back. Uh, I think go long, rely on second ball pickups. You have, uh, you know, people like Javon East who are very good aerially, uh, and you have, you know, a kid like Warren Madrigal who uh, he, he really counterpresses heavily on second ball pickups. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't try and build from the back and allow the Union to deploy that press. 
we're going to play a second ball pickup game. Uh, and then from there, you know, I would, in all honesty, if if we're playing the 4-3-3 style, uh, maybe I'll try to utilize the wings because I, I know the fullbacks in that diamond setup are going to be a little bit more isolated. So try and take advantage of those 1v1 situations uh, and dominate in those areas. You know, if you put Javon East out there, though, I don't know how successful that'll be. But my, my hope would be that they did go to that 3-4-3 system. You sit in that 5-4-1 low block. And when you have the, the technical prowess of a Fidel Escobar, of a Mariano Torres, if I can hit people like Luis Paradela and Warren Madrigal in space, you know, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to put the union under pressure and having to deal with 1v1, 2v2 situations uh, and, you know, not having a run of form and being in preseason form, how successful are you going to be in those duels consistently? So I'm hoping that Vladimir changes his tactics. If he goes 4-3-3, I think he's going to play into the union's hands and it's going to be a disastrous result. So, you know, it's going to come down to to what he decides and how he approaches the match. A lot of question marks, though, on both sides. Obviously, for the union, it being their first game of their 2024 year. For Deportivo Saprisa, just as you mentioned, injuries, formation questions, what their starting 11 is going to look like. So I have to ask you one of the most important questions, my final one for you. It is only like one, but what are your predictions for this matchup tonight? And I'm going to take it a step further because obviously they play again just a week from now for the leg number two. What are your What's your tonight score? What's your aggregate score? Put a, a guess and a number on it. I've, I've been dumb enough to talk myself into a 2-1 result tonight. I think the other key factor here is that the last time we played, uh, Costa Rica was in a COVID shutdown, so La Cueva was empty. And I think the union have not had to deal with that environment and like they will tonight. You know, obviously there are rowdy crowds in MLS, but you ask many former U.S. men's national team players why they hated playing in La Cueva. There's a very specific reason. Uh, and you ask other MLS teams that have gone there, uh, you know, Portland Timbers being one of them, like Sporting Kansas City was another. Historically, we do well at home. Uh, it's really the Mexican teams that gave us more problems than MLS teams. But historically, we do pretty well at home uh, against MLS competition. So the crowd being there, and I, I'm, what I'm hoping is a smart tactical adjustment because Vladimir has his faults, but he has shown in the playoffs especially the last two, that he can outcoach his counterparts in Costa Rica and he can make the right tactical adjustments. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's going to do that today, that he won't stick to the 4-3-3, that he'll have the crowd behind him, and that he'll, he'll try and hide what are the, I think, the weakest pieces that we have uh, in the back line, and that'll allow us to, to walk away with a 2-1 result tonight. Overall, you know, I love my country. I love my club. I'm not delusional. Uh, I would love to see Saprisa advance and, and do what Heredia did in Toluca. But I, you know, if I was a gambling man, I, I wouldn't put money on it. I think ultimately, uh, I think ultimately the union go back home and I think they went comfortably by about two goals and they advance on. Uh, so I, I say a good result tonight to help catapult us for the rest of the season. But I think ultimately we fall short of short of our goal of advancing. Okay, okay. Mm. Just one more question for fun here, because a lot of people have been asking here on social media. Eddie, do you have any insight? What is this mascot you guys have down there? Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> El monstruo. Yeah, so it's it's the it's the purple dragon, right? We um, our our traditional crest is that letter S, but we went through a weird phase with Reebok where we actually had like the dragon, the monstruo as our crest. 
uh, before we went back to the S. So let you know, and also that's one of our nicknames, Purple Dragon. Uh, you'll see a lot of Rain of Fire stuff uh, in terms of the the fan bases and the supporters. It's a it's a really cool environment, and we really go all into it. I, I think um, Game of Thrones. There's a, a D word, Dracarys or something like that. Like you'll see a lot of that stuff where we really. Yes, Dracar the Dracarys. Oh my God, I'm forgetting no now. I never watched Game of Thrones. I'll there has to be one book. Game of Thrones person here. But I, I know, I know the dragon theme is is a big thing. So yeah, uh, the funny thing is, if you look at certain versions of it, there's one of them where where the mascot looks like exactly like our goalkeeper, and it's kind of like an ongoing joke that I have with my son. Uh, like, look, that's Kevin Chamoto. I'm not a big Kevin Chamoto fan, but you know, that's uh, that's just an ongoing joke that I have. That's good. I like I that. I love that. I love that. <laughs> you, now Eddie. I'm like looking. I know, Tyler, I feel like you're looking it up too, the Game of Thrones thing, because now I'm annoyed that I can't remember it. But, Eddie, it's been a pleasure having you on. Uh, Coach Eddie, let's get it correct now too, because you're out yes. there in Florida coaching. Love that you're also involved with the game in so many ways, covering it, coaching it, um, and just also taking time out of your day to give us some insight on this matchup and your thoughts. And we'll, we'll see what that score ends up being. But I, I could see it going a number of ways. You've got 2-1 tonight and 3-2 overall in favor of the union so eddie thanks so much for joining us thanks also for continuing all the great work that you're doing on our show we've seen you all, all around uh and t just talking soccer and it's fantastic to see thanks eddie thank you appreciate it guys of course give eddie a follow yes. at crc football uh, as he was talking about la cueva del monstro it now makes sense uh because la cueva is is the name of the field la cueva del monstro is the nickname overall i should say because it's such a gauntlet to play in and uh that's that vicious purple dragon you guys have been not, seeing not to be mistaken for barney that's not me calling or it dragon tails <laughs> I literally was calling it Deportivo Barney. Oh my God. By the Deportivo way, Deportivo Barney is not okay. What, what you were getting at, Renee, I think the, the name you were like smushing together was is a first and a last name, and it's uh, Daenerys Targaryen. Oh, yeah, I, see, I know that. So I watched two whole seasons of Game of Thrones, guys. I did not like it. I have no problem saying I like it. I have friends of mine that have watched it and binged it over and over again that is not me we just but got the canceled. Daenerys yeah just got canceled between us making fun of Deportivo uh, <laughs> and then uh, not knowing Game of Thrones that's it for us we're gonna get canceled off the airwaves but I am happy to see that we've got uh, Jose in the house yeah. Barbara uh, Provolone John you're in here too this like is your it. first time ever watching this show happy to have Shout you here you. Provolone John I know I've seen you in our other podcasts like you were just in our union show today cool. so great to see you guys here because it is getting closer to game time i know i keep saying it but with every minute that passes we're getting closer and you know where you can take advantage of some last minute game time tickets maybe not in costa rica but who <laughs> knows maybe you want to hop on your jet and fly down to costa rica and go have fun and watch the union play at la cueva del monstro well anyways with the game time app you can download it today you can use the code phly which allows you to get 20 dollars off of your tickets I am actively using the Game Time app right now because not only are we having the start of new seasons, it's also concert season. Hey. The Game Time app has everything. Sports, entertainment, music, comedy shows, concerts, whatever it is you're looking to attend, the Game Time app is a spot to find great prices. They'll match whatever low tickets you find anywhere else. And over the Game Time app, they'll also make it easy for you, allowing you to see your seats. So you have a nice view of where you're going to be chilling and hanging with your friends, watching the game, having a Coors Light, having a snack, singing, laughing, crying, depending on what you're watching. Um, 
anything in between over the game time map, you can do that. So you can see your seats, and then when you show up, don't worry about Wi-Fi issues. We all know how tough it is with Wi-Fi issues these days. And I can say from personal experience, I've had my fair share of Wi-Fi issues. So over the game time app, that's not a problem. Pull up, your phone's right there. You've got the tickets right on your phone. Scan them, go inside, throw back some drinks, have some fun, chant do, 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 do. Over the game time map, P-H-L-Y for the code, $20 off of your purchase, guys. And with that, <laughs> one great way to enjoy a tailgate when you're going to the game is by actually bagels, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen. With our sponsor here today, Bagels & Co., we got you covered with that. Brooklyn-style bagels, but they are made with that Philly love, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, with today's day and age where, you know, inflation's a real thing, you're trying to save a buck or two. Bagels and Co. Use it, ladies and gentlemen. Huge bagels. Obviously, get the bank for your buck, and they have a large variety of different types of bagels. Fifteen to different, uh, fifteen to twenty different types. We are. We just got done Valentine's Day. We're heading into St. Patty's Day. We got a union season. Hopefully, we can get one for the union as well. And of course, they have a large variety of different cream cheeses. Thirty different flavors of cream cheese and schmears, ladies and gentlemen. The options are endless here. And of course, right now, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to find your local Bagels and Co., I highly recommend it. Head on over to www.thebagelsandco.com/storelocator. Again, that's www.thebagelsandco.com/storelocator to find your closest Bagels and Co. And let them know that PHLY sent you. And thank you again to our sponsor here at Bagels and Co. All right. Well, I'm seeing uh, Provolone John. You're saying Game of Thrones gets it's really, really good. good. Um, See, that's sure. the problem with the, the Game Thank of Thrones you. thing. It consistently people go seasons. just hang around and it gets really good. But I got so, time. Do it I have to hang around? Right. If you don't have me hooked, and you know what, I only stuck around because I kept hearing from people that it's gonna get better. It's gonna get better. I'm like, all right, let me watch another episode, another episode. And after two seasons, I'm like, I can't continue watching, waiting for this to get good. What is this? It's not good from the beginning. It's like you you eat or drink something, and it's like, mm, this doesn't taste that good, but I'm going to keep eating it because eventually one of these bites is going to taste pretty good. No! The Game of Thrones it just is like has the, to hook you from the beginning. The Game of Thrones is like the union, guys. You know, it doesn't start off good, but oh, it's fun now. Oh, wow. No. But you know what? I hope so because Game of Thrones <laughs> is one of those shows that people like... People will fight you over Game of Thrones if you say if you talk bad about it. And Game of Thrones is so well known and perceived and successful, and they have spinoffs. So yes, Union, be like Game of Thrones. The problem, Unleash the dragon. The problem is HBO has too many shows like that. Because I'm right now I'm running an issue with Sopranos because I really want to uh, finish it. My yeah. fiance is having a tough time getting you know, out the attention grass, but you know that's a problem with HBO shows. There's a lot. There's a lot. Oh, season three is the best. So I just thought the season <laughs> short basically is what happens. Oh, my Lanta. Okay. I, you know, I, I forget now what happened. That's why I didn't know about the drag, the Draenerys, Tacarus. The what? <laughs> Bar, uh, Deportivo Barney. No. Um. <laughs> what is it again? The, the Daner, the Danner, uh, the Daneris. All right. So what's worse? You trying to pronounce her name or Jamie trying to say meteorological today? <laughs> I don't know. They're both, they're I both really today. tricky. Oh, it's been a weird day, JP. It's been a weird you've day you've, of missed, words, you've okay? missed a lot. All right, here's the deal. It's I don't know. I can I can picture it in my head, but I can't think of what there was. The Daenerys. The Daenerys Tactorus. Daenerys Tactorus. That's why I stopped watching Game of Thrones. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> oh man. Let's talk about this game tonight. Let's Deportivo. talk soccer. So we're done with that. Oh, Deportivo. 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 Here, you're. This is one area I don't. 
The Dothraki. Oh, I do remember them or that or her. Dothraki. I don't remember what the Dothraki. Hello, John's I, got us hooked up here, so I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, you're coming in with all the Game of Thrones knowledge. Thank all right, you. let's get some soccer knowledge because that's something I it. do know about. Words, soccer, football. football. Now, I really enjoyed. Um, there's a couple aspects about this matchup that I'm really looking forward to as we uh, already are getting ready to wrap up soon. Um, the fact that last time they faced off, 5 nothing, the Union won in aggregate. April of 2021, so much has changed since then. Yeah. As we were just talking about with Eddie, that's a COVID time. There were no fans that were at La Cueva del Monstruo. It's going to be huge. There were, there were no, some of these names, like you actually mentioned, the union have a lot of names that were a part of that team. Well, for Saprisa, they don't. They have a lot of personnel that's new to the club, and they have drastically made changes, as drastically as I wish Game of Thrones would make changes from their season to season <laughs> and have better episodes. They got better with every season. Take notes. Amen. Game of Thrones. So overall, I will say, and now Game of Thrones people are going to come for me so hard. Um, I will say, though... I don't even know what I was saying, actually. I just got sidetracked. I'm excited for this matchup, basically. It's a lot of new. Even though this is their third time facing each other, it's not the same union team in the same sense, and it's not definitely not the same Saprisa team. Yeah, uh, listen. That's where I was trying to go with it. I'm really hoping that this <laughs> team does play with a little bit of a chip <laughs> on their shoulders, considering yeah. the fact that the way last year ended, and they have to hear what the noise was this past offseason. Not a lot of people have high expectations compared to the last two seasons the expectations were. So mm -hmm. I'm expecting to come out here with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. I was listening to Julian Carranza a little bit during that presser yes. with Jim. Um, he was obviously speak, uh, he was answering the, the questions in Spanish. Jim was doing the ones in English. And Julian, you know, really brought up a, a really good point no one talks about. Soccer, anything can happen. It doesn't matter what, the, about that. what happens on paper. It, all that matters is what happens in those 90 minutes. In this case, what happens in the 180 minutes. So it, I really feel that the fact that Saprissa has been able to have a half a season, right? Quarter of a season, whatever mm -hmm. it's been. They've been playing more in meaningful games than we have, essentially. I don't think that that's going to matter. I think that two things. The physicality of the union. I, I just just look at the difference in just like the body sizes. Right. And just the, the physical play that the union do play with. I think that's going to be big here. When you're going down there in Saprissa, the, the, the noise, the crowd is going to be a factor. It was not there last time. But I think that just the union being uh, tested in these type of situations, their style of play, it should give them get them that right result. Mm -hmm. This time, the, the 21, people always forget, which, by the way, congratulations, Kasper Shabilko. He got a new deal. He's out of the MLS. Mm -hmm. So he just left. But it's ironic because, you know, he leaves this year. 21, he wins the Golden Boot. <laughs> like, yeah. all, all the stuff we gave Kasper yeah. Shabilko, he won the Golden Boot. A lot had to do with, with the Saprissa match and the Atlanta match from 21. But... Uh, I think tonight, I think the Uni come out here. They come firing. One matchup I do want to watch, uh, Eddie talked about Mariano Torres. Yeah. He's extremely creative. I want to watch the Brujo just shut that man down. He better. I hope he does. Otherwise, it's going to be a very long day for the Union. Yeah. So a I, long I, night. I think the Union's physicality is going to be a difference. I like the Union getting get, getting a, a, a win. I think they're going to get a win here tonight. I think it's going to be an, enough to uh, get them comfortably here for the Chester match. I think a one nothing win is more than enough here. You get a, essentially a two-goal lead coming back here to Chester. So I think the Union will take care of his Jim, especially – we didn't talk about Jim's – with the Jim's all black? Oh, are you <laughs> kidding me, Jim? Swaggy Jim? Tell me, tell me how Jim had me looking on this website after, because no, obviously you know I'm getting married this, this summer. No, you were not I looking was for looking that at outfit, it too. JP. 
I had to look like Jim. You're embracing the J and JP is really Jim. <laughs> JP Curran. I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I'm down to be a part of the Curran family, Jim. No, but Jim was looking really Listen, fly. It's, it's a presser before a game. He had to step his game up because <laughs> this is not preseason or a practice chat. He's like, nope. He started the season off strong. The all black is fly. It so is. if you're going to rock that for your wedding this summer, uh, <laughs> go for it. Pull it off, my man. Maybe, maybe, maybe the quality. But the bigger question is, Renee, so are we going to get the sneaker and jean right, gym again? Or are we going to get the suit gym? I know. I know. Maybe, a, a little, maybe like a mix, it's a hybrid? It's game one. It's game one. It is late at night. I don't know if that changes. Like, I don't Not know. I tend Costa to. Rican heat. Right. Like, I tend to want to be a little bit more casual later at night. So I think we might get sneakers. Sneakers, nice sweats. But how do you dress up for the press conference and not for the game? Like, I don't think... This is what you do, Jim. You go... So I think he's going to go, sneakers, like... Sneakers, nice, trousers, yeah. nice polo shirt. You yeah. stay nice and cool. You uh, yeah. look nice. Yeah. I think he's... I think maybe he just dressed up because it was, like, the first day of school. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I will say, overall, as I'm getting some random phone number calling me... Um, it's, Costa, it's Costa Rica. Basically, they're calling... It's somebody <laughs> calling me about Game of Thrones. Julian's talking about the show. I actually thought you were talking about our show in your comment. I had to read that twice because it said the show is great and i was like oh thank you but then i realized you were talking about game of thrones but sure it is great um i'm a lot of people rave about it so i love that we had a whole game of thrones conversation now i will say that jim's comments in the presser a couple things he was just mentioning that actually eddie hit on as well Transition game is going to be huge. Yep. You know, Saprisa is going to be a high possession team. Most of the games for the Union, when they go in, they are on the lower end of the possession. They mm -hmm. get out possessed, a.k.a. And so that's expected. And for the Union, they're going in, hoping to be able to catch Saprisa in transition, especially if they do, you know, depending on how they line up, depending on where they're going to put Fidel Escobar, for, you know, who's on their back line with Kendall Lawson out. Those types of question marks do allow for the union to also have areas to exploit them and to be able to catch them uh, off balance in that sense. Also, the fact that he was mentioning just overall, you know, this the this group, both groups have a lot of MLS experience. The union specifically might not be as fit, as in shape, as a game ready, but they're just going to come in and work hard. And I was like, Jim, I love all these things, but you're giving us some very basic fluffy things in your answers. But overall, listen, the union get it. They've been here before. They understand the grind. Uh, it's going to be completely different atmosphere. That's for sure. I actually would, wouldn't be surprised if they don't win today. And if they, they go down one nothing, I just hope no matter what, keep it close. Because I think from today to next week, they're going to have, obviously they have game today, they have game Saturday. It's a, a lot of games you're having so quickly that they should be able to get their legs under them. Get, and the second leg of this aggregate be much better, much improved. So if tonight can be a, a solid start for game one that you can build off as a positive way to begin your season, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a tie, if it's one nothing either way. I don't know. I just think there's a lot of unknowns. I actually asked Eddie the question of his predictions, and to mm -hmm. be honest, JP, I don't really have one. Because I also toyed around with, like, I can see so many outcomes for this game. I don't know who's going to show up. Don't know the formation. Don't know who's going to start for either team. There's a lot of question marks. So I just think tonight's going to be like a 0-0, one nothing, one one 